Good evening, Grace Point. Welcome to Thursday Nights with Brad through Matthew. I have been really enjoying this most recent uh, teaching. I'm going to tell you a secret, okay? You probably figured it out, but me and Brian do these teachings. We'll do eight or nine or something all on one day. And so I come in, I'll do part. So for me, I can chop them up that way. I'm just trying to give you a nugget every Thursday. I'm not trying to load you down, okay? But you'll notice the teachings. I used to change my shirt during these teachings anymore. I just wear the same shirt. So I'll call this the Granville uh, Firecracker, Firecracker 5 series, right? I'm going through. And you'll notice on Thursdays when this blue shirt comes off, it'll be a, that'll be a fresh teaching. So I've been really enjoying these Granville Firecracker 5 uh, messages. They really, I am getting a lot out of them, and I hope you are too. And Father, that's my prayer, that we all get stuff out of this, that we're digging into the Word, no one's arrived yet, no one understands it all, and certainly no one uh, acts on it all or believes it all or lives it all. We're, we're pressing into it. We see the goal, Jesus, and we're pressing into that goal to become more and more and more like Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus. How about you? And Father, that's our prayer. So open our understanding, open our hearts and minds in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, last week we left off where Jesus cast out a devil and cured an epileptic boy after the disciples failed. And we determined, we know, since Jesus is God's will, that it was God's will to heal that boy. The disciples just failed. And so they, they got rebuked pretty good, but they're humble enough to go to Jesus privately and ask him. They said, why could we not cast it out? Now listen to Jesus' answer. Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. Now, I'm going to, we'll read more in there, but what's the reason? It wasn't because they didn't fast, and it wasn't because they didn't pray. Those things will help their unbelief, to cure their unbelief. But the reason that they could not cast that demon out was because of their unbelief. That's the answer. And I wonder how many times that's always the answer. I don't, it isn't necessarily always the answer. There could be other things that the Lord's telling us. But I wonder how many times it's just simply a matter of unbelief. I bet often. So that's their problem, their, the unbelief. That's why they couldn't do it. Jesus said, For assuredly or verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a mustard seed. Now, that was the smallest known seed at that time. I, I've been given to understand there's actually seeds smaller. I think the orchid seed, they say, uh, one, one type of orchid seed is smaller. Jesus called it the smallest of seeds, but that was known at the time. You know, and Jesus was operating as a human, and he wasn't going through his Holy Ghost catalog, cataloging every seed. It was the, no, he's preaching them what they know. And at that, in that day, that was the smallest seed. And in that region, that was the smallest seed that they had. And he said, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Now, I know you read that scripture all the time, and I do too, and I just buzz right over that. 
And it's almost like we say, yeah, yeah, Jesus, nothing will be impossible to us. Let's just move on, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Jesus said that you could literally speak to a physical object, a mountain, and if, if you had faith, just like a grain of mustard seed, just a little bit of faith, that that mountain would move. Do you believe that? Now, I don't know that anyone's ever spoken to a mountain. I know that Joshua commanded the sun. Joshua commanded the sun. God didn't command the sun for Joshua. Joshua commanded the sun, and the sun stood still for 24 hours. God did the miracle. Joshua did the commanding. I know that when the children of Israel were stuck in front of the Red Sea, that Moses cried out to God and said, We're stuck, God. Help me. Oh, Lord, help me. And God said to Moses, get this, it's powerful. God said to Moses, why are you crying to me? What's in your hand? I got a rod, the rod of authority. He stretch out your rod. And I know the miracle came when Moses stretched out his rod. Then the mir- God responded to the faith, the obedience in faith of Moses. There was one time, I think it was Moses, it was on that hill And he had his arms stretched out. And as long as his rod was stretched out, which is the rod of authority, as long as it was stretched out, the children of Israel were winning. But if his arm got tired, then the children of Israel would start losing the battle. So a couple of his assistants had to grab his arm and hold it up for him so he could keep the rod stretched out. I always equate that to the name of Jesus. What do we have? Jesus told us to cast out devils, right? He gave us authority. Behold, behold, I give you authority, right? Authority is in the name of Jesus. He's telling us to stretch out our rod. He's telling us to command, right? So he says, we have authority. We got problems. We can make this command. And if you have just a little bit of faith, size of a mustard seed, the mountain, I like to look at mountains as an obstacle, But Jesus was talking about a physical mountain, okay? And he said that nothing would be impossible to you if you believed. Do you believe that? Do you believe that nothing would be impossible to you if you believe? Now, I'm not saying you walk in it, and I'm not saying that I do. I mean, there's so many, you know, I'm like you. I'm, I'm pressing into this just like you. But do you really believe that nothing is impossible to you? That's why I cannot urge the church enough to seek God. Don't be complacent about your seeking God, about asking and inquiring and being in the Word and cultivating this relationship with God, getting to know the God and pressing in to more and more of God because we have never tapped into the full potential of what we have in Christ. I don't believe there's ever been a man. Some men have done great, great things in the Lord. And it doesn't come from your power. We already know that. The excellency of the power comes from God. It's really our humility that gives us access to the power of God. If you've got someone doing miracles, there are probably a lot of people accuse people of uh, pride. 
when they do miracles. And if they are, they probably have some humility because you're not going to get much from God without humility. A lot of times we accuse people of pride. We don't know what we're talking about. Nothing shall be impossible to you. So why? He goes, okay, well, but he said, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now, the, um, some manuscripts, your Bible may not have that in there, uh, the Nestle Allen manuscripts, which are based on the Codex Vaticanus and the Codex Sinaiticus, they probably don't have that in there. So if you have an NIV, it probably has a footnote, and it tells you, you know, the majority text has it, but the Vaticanus and... Well, I, I believe this belongs in there. I really do. I, I believe it belongs in there. It was in the majority text. It was passed down through the church. I really do believe this belongs in there. He says, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting because I know it's also true. <laughs> I know that's true. There are times when we have to press into God and we have to pray and we have to seek God. And that may include fasting. It certainly includes uh, getting along with God and separating ourselves and getting into God's presence and, and because the power comes from Him. We have to spend time drawing near to God so God draws near to us. There is, that is definitely true. So these times of prayer and fasting help us to uh, be in the presence of God and to receive from God. It really changes our perspective. You cannot be in the presence of the Lord and not be changed. Amen? So prayer and fasting is often the very thing that is needed in reality to, to press into the Lord. So he teaches them this. I'm just going to end that there. I could say a lot about that. I just want to encourage you. Um, just keep pressing into the Lord, spending time with the Lord. Okay, and then, now while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, the Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. Interesting. So now he keeps teaching them what inevitably is going to happen. And notice this, Jesus is steadfastly setting his face to go back to Jerusalem. Jesus knows that he was born to die. He's teaching his disciples everything he can. He, he wants them to get it. He, he's trying to teach them how to operate in the supernatural. We talked about a couple lessons back. He's teaching them what their obstacles are. He's demonstrating the things that he wants them to do. And he keeps steadfastly going to Jerusalem, has his mind set on it, and he keeps telling them, hey, I'm going to go here and I'm going to die. Jesus was a man <clears throat> that was born to die. He was born to die and bear the sins of the world. That was his greatest mission, was to come to this earth and bear the sins of many. Amen? And he knew it, and he set his face and he was just dragging his disciples along behind him. He knew exactly what was going to happen. We'll end right there, and we'll pick up there next week.